Hey, this is Pastor Michael Alfaro from The Calling Church. I'm so excited that you're listening to our church podcast. I pray that it blesses you and encourages your faith. Awesome. The title of my message this morning is called, is Contentment is the Cure. Contentment is the Cure. And as we've been studying a collection, or we've been having a collection of talks in the book of Philippians, one of the most powerful books uh, in the Bible. We've been, I've personally been meditating on the book of, Philipp, book of Philippians, which is only four chapters. You ought to read it. It's not a very big book at all. It's, it, you can get through it maybe in half an hour. It's an amazing book, a powerful book because of the context of the book. Paul right now, as we talked last week, he is in prison in Rome. He's in captivity. He's in quarantine. He's in, uh, uh, he's in confinement. He is uh, prison in his time was not like prison in our time. You know what I'm saying? Yet though Paul was in prison, he, we, we, can, we can see his spirit as he's writing this letter, by the way, which is, one of the, which is the first church he ever planted in his missionary journeys in Macedonia called the Church of the Philippians or Philipp, Philippi, which is in what, what is today Europe, all right, or Macedonia, Greece, all right. And what we find is so amazing. He says words like this. I've learned the secret, y'all. I've learned no matter, even if I'm in jail, I know how to live through and each and every circumstance in my life by being content. Well, how? Where's your contentment coming from, Paul? Watch what he says. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And let me just open up the context of that. Perhaps that is one of the most uh, uh, um one of the most verses that is used out of context all of the time. Let me just clarify really quickly. You know, I love sports and I love things. And Paul is not saying that you can do all things by hitting a home run. All right. I can do all things by slamming this next uh, basket, the slam duck in the basket. In other words, what Paul's meaning is that I'm following God's journey for my life. I'm on mission with his message. And I know because I'm walking in the plans and purposes of God in my life. I've surrendered to Jesus. I know he's with me. And because of that, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Come on, someone. All right. Where if you are walking in relationship and alignment with Jesus, no matter what you're going through and you're, what you're facing in your life, you can rest assured that Christ's presence, his very presence goes with you and before you. And you can go through anything because the very presence of God is with you. Amen. Amen. And that's exactly what Paul is saying to the Philippian church. Although I'm in chains, I'm so liberated because my heart, my king is with me even in this prison cell. So I just want to encourage you, no matter what you're going through right now, God can be with you. He's with you. Let's realign or readjust. Let's be in alignment with him and understand that Christ's presence is with us. So I want to speak on the power of contentment. Contentment is the cure. Paul says, I've learned the secret. It's about being content in each and every situation in my life. So let's talk about contentment this morning. There's power. And let me tell you, in contentment, in contentment, let me tell you, you can be content in, in a season of COVID. Come on, somebody. You can be content even in the season, even in a crisis. How? Because of Christ's presence. So we're going to be talking about the power of contentment 
in our lives this morning. You know what they say about life? Life is like a card game. You can only play the hand that you've been dealt with. You can look at the dealer all you want, but even the dealer can't help you until you use what's in your hand. And we can keep looking at the other players and keep trying to peek at their hands, but if we continue to do that in our life, we possibly may lose the game. So the, 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 with regarding my message this morning, I want to teach you about the power of contentment and to use what's in your hand in which God has blessed you with to make a difference, to be joy-filled in this life that we live this morning. Are you in a season of discontent? Are you feeling discontentment wherever you're at in your life? Maybe you're unhappy with your salary. Maybe you're unhappy, maybe because you lost your job. Maybe you're unhappy with your spouse. Maybe you're unhappy, you're, you're unhappy with the season that God has you in. Maybe you're unhappy that you've been single and you're ready to mingle. You know what I'm saying? That's why you got to hop on this chat, somebody. All right. Uh, uh, maybe you're unhappy and, and you're just so discontent. This message is for you because Christ wants to be your be all and end all. He wants to sustain you with his very presence uh, uh, in this season that you're in, in your life. And you don't have to be disappointed, disillusioned, disarrayed because of discontent. Or, or, let me tell you, if contentment is the cure, watch this. If contentment is the cure, check this out. Discontentment is a disease. Come on, someone. You hear, you're hearing me? Discontentment is a disease. You know what discontentment does to our life? Watch this. We covet. We compare. We compare, we compare, we compare, we cheat, we steal, we cut corners, we compromise because we are discontent. We get embittered, disgruntled, dissatisfied, and full of disappointment. Watch what John Piper says. He says, sin is what you do when you are not satisfied in God. Wow. Sin is what we do when we're not fully satisfied in God. And let me tell you, discontentment is a disease. It's a plague to our, our generation. No, watch this. Every generation. All right. Plague, uh, discontentment is a disease. It, 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 uh, it plagues our mind. It corrodes our heart. It washes away our morality. It tears us down. And we must understand that discontentment is part of the human condition. Discontentment has been here since the very beginning of time itself, since the very beginning of creation. You remember when Adam and Eve were created in the garden and they walked with God and had this great unified relationship with God. But one day Satan came to them and made them uh, feel the, the feelings of discontentment. He said, uh, they said, did God say you can't eat of that tree? Did God say that you can't eat of that tree? And, and, and they said, basically God gave them every other tree to eat from except that one tree. He, he said, God doesn't want you to eat from that tree because if you eat from that tree, you will be like God. And, and the, the Bible says that the apple was desirable, or the apple, excuse me, the fruit was desirable. And they wanted, they, they thought about having the wisdom like God. And, and what, basically what, what have happened was they were filled with the desire of having something that was never meant for them in their life. And let me tell you, that's what Satan does is pulls on our heartstrings and causes us to want things that were never meant for us in our life. Let me tell you, I've been on a journey recently with God in this notion. God, I don't want anything in my life 
that you're not part of it. Come on, somebody. God, if you're not in it, I don't want it. Go ahead and write that down in the chat. If you're not in it, God, it's not for me. God, if you're not in it, I don't want it. God, if you're not in that promotion, it's not mine. God, if you're not in that relationship or in this relationship, it's not for me. God, if you're not in that, in that, in this, if you're not in that, it's not for me. Why, God? Because all I want is you and all I, all I want to be, where I want to be at in my life is where you're at is how you're moving and you're working in my life that's what I want in my life so discontentment is a disease all right discontentment is a disappointment Uh, 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 right now you might be struggling with discontentment in your life I want to give you some tools right now to help you unlock contentment in this season of COVID and contentment in this season of your life so that you can be filled with joy just like the Apostle Paul. So if discontentment is a disease, watch this, contentment is a cure. Watch this, contentment releases these things in our life. Contentment releases peace, joy, appreciation, assurance, confidence, hope, and generosity, all right? Releases peace, joy, assurance, confidence, hope, and generosity in our lives. Did you? I don't know if you noticed one thing that Paul says. He says, I've learned the secret. That's the thing about contentment in our lives is we have to exercise it. We have to grow in it. We have to express it. We have to learn it, all right? And I want to teach you a few things about growing in contentment in your life, in our life. Watch this. In order to be content in our life, right, it's, we're gonna, it's gonna require to keep our eyes on what's right in front of us as opposed to what's ahead of us, all right, or what's beyond us. So much of the time we are looking at things that are not ours and that brings covetousness in our hearts and that's where we go wrong and we fail. God wants you to see what's, what's in your very midst right now. God wants you to be pleased with the things that he's given you, with the hand that he's dealt you, with the wife he's given you, with the husband he's given you, with the children you have, with the job that you have, with the car that needs an oil change that you have, all right? God wants you to not become disillusioned with what you don't have, but with become joy-filled with what you do have in your life, all right? Let's keep our eyes on what's in front of us instead of what's beyond us, all right? That's how we release contentment in our life. God, thank you for what I have. God, thank you for this marriage. God, thank you for my job. God, thank you for my salary. God, thank you for what you've given me. Oh, come on, somebody. All right, someone once said, if uh, we were more thank, we would be worry less if we were more thankful. Come on, isn't that the truth? We would worry less. Come on, somebody. Someone needs to worry less right now in their life. We would worry less if we got up in the morning and we're we're more thankful. Come on, someone. What would it be for you this morning or every single morning to get up and say, God, thank you? What if that was the very first thing that came out of your mouth when you wake up every single day? God, thank you. God, thank you for being you. God, thank you for your goodness. God, thank you for my health. God, thank you for giving me wisdom. God, thank you for what you've given me. God, thank you because you are good. And all the time, he, you are good. Come on, someone, you out there, all right? So, so, so uh, keeping our eyes on what's uh, uh, in front of us instead of what's 
be honest. And let me tell you right now, there are so many distractions in our life. Come on, someone, all right? There's Instagram, there's Facebook, there's the news, there's people, there's this, and there's that. How about let's not become distracted, all right? And and, and let's realize the things that we have in our life. You know why we become disillusioned and discontent so much in our life? Watch this. We become so discontent right now. We're dealing with this so strongly in this generation. Watch this. Because we continue to compare. We compare and compare and compare and we compare. All right. We are a generation that continually continually compares. And, and we are dealing with things like depression and suicide and stress and anxiety unlike ever before. They say Generation Z struggles so much more with stress and depression and anxiety than any other generation. Why? Because we're comparing our, each other on social media. You know what? Discontentment is a thief. Come on, somebody. Write that in the, ch- in the chat. Discontentment is a thief. It's robbing you of the joy that God wants for you, for your life. It's robbing you of the blessings that you've been given, that you have. And let me tell you, God wants to bless you so much more in your life, but he's ready. He's wanting you to realize what's in your hand. He's wanting you to realize. He's not wanting you to compare yourself. Come on, somebody, you're an original. You're an OG. Come on, somebody, all right? Let me get hood on y'all, all right? You're an OG, somebody, all right? You are an original, not a copycat. Stop comparing yourself to someone else. Stop comparing your destiny to someone else's destiny. Stop comparing your life to someone else's life. Your blessings compared to those blessings. Come on, some we're comparing pictures. Come on, y'all. What is that? All right? Pictures, all right? God has a life of blessing and abundance and abundant life for you in Jesus name and God loves you for who you are. So so have some self-love. Come on, somebody. And that's how we have contentment when we stop comparing each other, all right? We do this all the time. Let's keep our eyes off of them and let's keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. Who am I talking to this morning? So let's keep our eyes right here at what's in front of us, not beyond us, not over there, but right here in Jesus' name, all right? And let's be grateful, all right? Let's be grateful for what we have and let's recognize the blessings that are in our life, all right? What someone once said this, in regards to being grateful, you heard the quote, is the gla- or you heard the, the saying before, is the glass half empty or is it half full? Someone once said, be happy you have a glass, all right? That's what being grateful is all about. And I love what Paul says in the latter half of this verse that we're studying. He says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Watch this. Paul is so content. He's so joy-filled. The book of Philippians is a book about joy. He's filled with joy even though he's shackled up. Oh, come on. That preaches. How can that be? How can that be? How can you be so joy-filled, Paul, in the midst of a storm? How can you be so joy-filled in a season of crisis, in a season of COVID-19? Watch this, because the joy of the Lord, watch this, is my strength. Oh, come on, somebody. All right. Joy is deeper than happiness. Happiness is dependent upon what's happening circumstantially. But joy is deeper than what's uh, happening. It's, it's no matter what is going on in my life, I know that God is for me. And this, and this, this for Paul, is a strength that's not coming from his own self. 
He's not self-dependent. He's God-reliant. Come on, someone, write that in the chat. He's not self-dependent. He's God-reliant. So the reason he has so much joy, the reason he's so content in his life, even shackled up, even in jail, even in sheltering in place, how? Because the strength of God goes before him and helps him uh, in this season that he's in. Come on, somebody. How many of you need the strength of God right now where you're at? The strength of God in your marriage, the strength of God in your finances, the strength of God in your families. I believe that the joy of the Lord is your strength and it'll keep a smile on your face even though we're going through a season of a crisis and a storm, all right? I love that. The Bible also says in Psalms, in the presence of God is the fullness of joy. I declare, and I just want to just challenge someone right now to get in God's very presence and see that serenity won't come your way. See that peace won't come your way. Come on, someone. See that God will light your life up with joy in his very presence, all right? Uh, There's a a woman in my church. Uh, she She may be watching right now. I met her a few years ago. She is an amazing woman, and uh, her faith just just is so amazing. Uh, you would never know that anything bad has happened to this woman. Why? Because of the joy that she has. I remember one day she had shared with me, uh, Pastor Michael, I had cancer not one time, not two times, but three times. And she said, you know what, Pastor? Every single time, the Lord has healed me. You would never know that this woman has ever faced anything bad in her life. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is her strength. And the, the joy of God or her contentment in her life was able to get her through cancer every single time. Come on, somebody. All right. Uh, uh, a few years ago, another story for you. My wife lost her job. She got let go from her job and it was pretty tough on our income. I was still working full time, uh, not for the church at the time. I was working at another job and my wife had lost her job and uh, she had filed for unemployment and we had a little bit of income there as well. But we went through a season of struggle financially. Uh, but in that season, we God got us through that season. It was the strength of God who, who uh, sustained us through the uh, with joy in our hearts that got us through the season that season of, of of turbulence in our in our life uh, it, so much so that my we even decided my wife had decided even though I'm jobless I'm still gonna be a generous person and give a tithe because I know that my God is with me in this very situation I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength was her attitude I remember my father who was diagnosed with cancer for several years he would never stop going to church every single Sunday, even at 110 pounds, take the bus every single Sunday to church. Why? Because the joy of the Lord was his strength. He was with, he was content with God in his life. And that's what got him through uh, this his season that he was in. All right. So the joy of the Lord is your strength. What are you going through this season of your life? Maybe you're jobless. Maybe your family's fighting. Maybe your marriage is in shambles and it's barely, barely hanging on. Let me tell you, seek the presence of God and may the joy of the Lord be your strength. And may you find contentment in his presence, all right? Contentment is the cure. Come on, somebody, all right? Uh, uh, I also want to share this with you. Watch this. You will never be content in this life. You will never be content in this life unless you have Jesus Christ in your heart. We live in a world where we're constantly um, uh, after the next best thing. 
It's like we're on a hamster wheel of desire. We're constantly wanting this and we're wanting that. We want to climb up this ladder and climb up the success of that ladder. But let me tell you, we're, we will continue, continually be wanting and wanting and wanting. Why? Because there's nothing in this world that will ever satisfy the longing of the heart, the longings of our soul, like Jesus Christ. Uh, I, I love what St. Augustine says. He says, God, you made us for yourself. And our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. Come on, someone, isn't that good? So in this world, uh, we will constantly be restless. Let me tell you, Jesus Christ gives us a life so, a life so thriving. He is so life-giving, so peace-filled, so life-sustaining, something that the world can never provide. And right now, something may entertain us for a little while. It might be a relationship. It might be a job. It might be an income. But I promise you, the, the, it will just be back on the hamster wheel again because it will not be enough. All right? It will not be enough. I love what, uh, uh, watch this. I love what Moses says in Exodus chapter 33. He says something so powerful and so key. He, he said, at one point, uh, an angel is, uh, uh, is leading them to the promised land. And God kind of had it with the people, Israel. He kind of had it with them. He said, you know what, Moses, take the people. Uh, I'm not going to go with you, but I'll send an angel to lead you and guide you. And Moses stops right there and he says, God, we are not moving forward into the promised land unless your presence goes with us there. And let me tell you, in other words, what Moses was saying is Moses. Uh, Moses was saying is God. I didn't sign up just for a promise. God, I didn't just sign up for a blessing. God, I didn't just sign up for those things. All right, a, a land filled with milk and honey. I signed up to be with you and your very presence. Oh, come on, someone. That's how we're content is in His presence. All right. Uh, I watched this. Someone once said this. Actually, Warren Wiersbe said this. Real contentment must come from within. You and I cannot change or control the world around us, but we can change and control the world within us. So the contentment is the cure to what you're going through in this season of COVID-19. Let me say that again. Contentment is the cure through what you're going through in this season of COVID-19. The very presence of God, he desires to give you joy, peace, love, assurance, and confidence to know that you're not alone and that you don't have to be facing the things that you're facing alone. Like this book of Philippians, which I challenge you to read, is a book about joy in the midst of a struggle. So whatever you're going through today, know that God can release joy in your life, release contentment in your life. In fact, I pray for it, that God would release those things through, uh, uh, through the things that you're going through right now in the season of your life. I love what First Timothy, Timothy chapter 6 verse 6 says, the life, uh, the living Bible, excuse me. It says this, watch this. And as I close, it says, do you truly want to be rich? Come on, someone, watch this. Do you truly want to be rich? Watch this. You're re- uh, you are already if you're happy and you're good. In other words, being content with where you're at in your life. Let me tell you, you will never be happy. Some people, most people say, I'll be happy when this happens. I'll be happy when I get that promotion. I'll be happy when I make that amount of money. Let me tell you, I've been doing a ministry for a little while now, and I've learned that people will never be happy 
until they're happy right now. Come on, someone. God wants you to be satisfied with him in the season that you're in. I promise you, God has more in store for you. There are things that you have uh, yet to see. There are blessings that you have yet to have. But God wants you to embrace him right now in the midst of what you're going through, that he may release contentment in your life. And like Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. It's not my own strength. It's the strength of God helping me endure and persevere this season of my life. I know that God wants to supply you amply with his strength to go through what you're going through today in your life. In Jesus' name. Church, I hope that you enjoyed the message today. And I'd like to pray for some of you right now. Maybe you're unhappy with where you're at in your life. Maybe you are constantly comparing yourself to someone else in the church. Maybe you're constantly comparing yourself to someone at college or school, to someone else in the workplace, to another family on Facebook or another family on Instagram. You're maybe comparing, I don't have the amount of followers that they have. I don't have the influence that they have. And that's what I want. Let me tell you, you will never be satisfied until Christ is your everything. Come on, someone, write that in the chat. Uh, uh, Christ is my everything, and that's what satisfies my soul. I'm happy with where I'm at. God wants you to be joy-filled in the season that you're in in your life. God is gonna get you through this season no matter what. So I wanna pray for a group of people right now that are disappointed, dissatisfied, you're discontent. Let me tell you, coveting, uh, uh, cutting around corners, all right, uh, discontentment just is a path to destruction in your life but contentment is the cure in Christ Jesus let's go ahead and pray father I just pray right now for a fresh release of contentment in your people's life father I pray for contentment in marriages and in my church father I pray for contentment in people's wages right now I believe that they can earn more and are more are are, are, are worthy enough of earning more money. But I pray that they would be content with where they're at right now. Father, I pray that people, you would release a fresh uh, spirit of contentment where people are at in their season and their walk with you. Lord, knowing that they're not alone and that you do have more for them and that there's more on the way, but you are, 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 are with them in this moment and want them to be filled with your presence. Father, I pray for a fresh release of joy right now in the, in the heart of the calling church, that the joy of the Lord will be our strength. And in your very presence, we're gonna be filled with serenity and joy and love and peace, God. Father, I pray for a fresh release of just grace to help everybody where they're at right now, God. And God, we just say thank you for sustaining us in the season of COVID-19 economically as as millions of people are unemployed. Thank you, God, for being our, our satisfaction and for being our provider. Lord, we thank you. God, we just pray uh, for the calling church and what you're doing. We say thank you, God, that we are truly content with how you have moved in our lives and in our church, in our community. And we know the best days are yet ahead for your people at the calling and for everyone watching this morning. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. I pray that it blessed you. It's so vital to do life together. That's why I would love to invite you to The Calling Church. Bring a friend. We would love to meet you. Also, stay connected to our church via our website, The Calling Church app, or our social media. God bless you. Thank you.